0: up everyone i'm Pythagatron, and i'm marston and this is host alert sharing insights from up-and-coming streamers today we're talking about game choice on twitch and how each game can hinder or help your growth on the platform in general and i I was kind of talking about this uh the other day um it's very tough i mean uh even even after streaming for two plus years i can definitely i i was kind of doing some reflection and think it back to times when um it 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 felt like my my channel overall was like really picking up pace more and more people were chatting it up being very active mm-hmm. uh that kind of stuff and it was always when i was just very focused on one game um yeah it was one time when i did probably my first real main game i play a uh, stream was dark souls and that, that was my first uh, time like really building up a base. and then Darkest Dungeon was another one, but I, but also I think part of it being still early access and, and not a full release and it was still a lot of smaller streamers streaming it. But even then I, I was building up a very consistent base. People were coming back regularly because they, they knew they were gonna see Darkest Dungeon and they're gonna see me progressing through. Uh, slowly but surely, but still, and uh, even, you know, when I went back and did um, my Fallout 3 and New Vegas playthroughs, um, that, that was, I had, I had a lot of interactive, uh, uh, I had a very interactive chat, and and it was, it was really great, Um, but I think part of that as well is, it, it was excitement. It was prior to fallout four being released. So there was a lot of mm-hmm. excitement and attention towards fallout four. So, but right now it's just in for the past few months, it's been this really weird, like I can't find a single game that I can focus on and do that same thing again. I'm kind of like, okay, this other random game will come out. It's really awesome. I'll play it for a few days because it doesn't really last that long either as far as the game itself or my interest and then it's like okay well now i gotta go and and i i notice a big difference now on average with uh all of that because of that um dark souls 3 dlc is coming out in about a month and a half so i'm sure then you know it, it i could you know focus on that and then you know build up from there again but um did
1: you did you find that like when you went to Fallout? Um, so I'm assuming that the, the timeline here is that you had a really active audience during Dark Souls, and again during Early Access, Darkest Dungeon. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see some of those same faces that maybe weren't coming back for games that weren't Dark Souls or Darkest Dungeon come back for Fallout, or was that kind of a brand They're- new audience of people really excited about? Surprisingly,
0: Fallout? surprisingly, a lot, uh, several, a, go- a sizable amount of people that were. Watching me for Dark Souls watched me for Fallout. There mm-hmm. seems to be a interesting um overlap between interests in in uh in Dark in Dark Souls games and Fallout games. And I don't know I thought back to it and one of the key things, the only things I could think of are they both have really good atmosphere. They both mm-hmm. have this kind of like you're kind of just wandering around and figuring out what to do or and there's also this like very heavy lore aspect to both and Mm -hmm. and the combat can be really good in both i and i was trying because i was trying to like figure out like what and why i personally i mean i really love the fallout games and i I, and i really love the dark soul games. so i thought that there was some but with darkest dungeon darkest dungeon fans are very specifically darkest dungeon fans sure. like yeah i never when people brand new faces stop by for darkest dungeon if i was playing anything else i i like 99 of them i never saw again so. i i bet you
1: it has something to do with the the attractiveness of a blind playthrough if we could make a, a number score that represents that because like you can be blind, sort of, in a game like Darkest Dungeon. Um, and if you've never played Darkest Dungeon before, it's a, it's a roguelike turn based RPG. So you're delving into this randomly generated dungeon every time. Um, it's brutally difficult. It's got yes. this kind of Lovecraftian feel where you're expecting to die over and over and lose lots of your party members with the goal of furthering your, your town, essentially. Um, but there's not a lot of like, I guess, story surprises or lore surprises or really opportunities, I think, for people in chat to chime in in Darkest Dungeon and say, oh, did you know this? Whereas yeah. in a game like Dark Souls, where the the lore is almost completely obfuscated, um, mm-hmm. you, know, you, you need people in chat to say, did you know that might be his kid? Or, you know, or, yeah, goofy right. theoretical stuff like that. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of room for op- for them to interact and tell you things you might not have picked up on because as a streamer, you're... Distracted by what's going on, and I think that in the case of both Souls and Fallout, that they they want to see your reaction to specific events. You know, they want to see what happens to your face when the ground falls out from under you in a boss fight in Dark Souls, or mm-hmm. you discover a crazy twist in a town in a game like Fallout. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I wonder if do you have any other games that you played blind that you felt like that was what was drawing people—that it was
0: your first time doing it. Um. For something similar like that, not really. I mean, um, I'm trying to think of other games that I've played a blind playthrough. Well, uh, recently, uh, Fury uh, is a game, um, and I don't know mm-hmm. if you're familiar with Fury or not, but uh, it's basically um, it's kind of a it's 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 a boss rush style game um, with a uh, this very bullet hell. Themed element to it it's melee combat and everything but there is also this like infusion of bullet hell uh Mm. uh stuff as well as a a tremendously amazing soundtrack um and it's it's just boss rush style in between bosses you have lots of cool dialogue and there is a little bit of like lore and there's a little bit of like piecing together what the hell's going on who your character is and trying to figure out the story and stuff but for that one it was for me personally it was a lot of just like, I mean, it's also a very difficult game and a lot of that. Was, sure. Uh, um, you're, you're speaking to my heart right now with all of the bullet points you just gave for this year. Oh, oh, you today. never played for your, Oh, you, yeah. <laughs> no. Yes. You, you definitely have to check it out. Um, absolutely. It, it is one of my, uh, it, it is one of my favorite. I mean, if dark souls three didn't come out this year as well, I mean, it would definitely be a game of the year so far for me. Mm. Um, but, uh, anyways, And so a lot of, a lot of it where people like, people like to watch you do something very challenging, you know, as well. And that, that game definitely has it. Um, but it wasn't so much of like, there wasn't much for that game. There wasn't much chat interaction at all because even me watching like big streamers do it, you were so focused in, um, even watching like the professional, uh, OG casters like do this game like they have a tremendously difficult time interacting with in chat when playing this game. When they're on yeah. those boss fights, it is 100% focus. So what was nice though is that in between, there's like this little cutscene walk through to the next uh, enemy, and there's some dialogue. That's and your so- chance to talk. Yeah, so that was cool. <laughs> that was that was nice to have, um, and I think that's why Darkest Dungeon actually did well. Because there is lots of moments, because it's all turn based, there's lots of moments for you to interact with chat if you need to. So, when, because if, again, like Darkest Dungeon didn't have um, anybody, re- there was not much like lore discussion or story or anything like that. But if anything was in chat, it would be dis- Darkest Dungeon uh, chat was mostly uh, about mechanics and strategies and things yeah. like that with the game. It was purely just that, like, You know, the best abilities for certain characters, the best group makeups for certain areas and certain bosses and all very technical stuff was being said in chat. There was very little like actual like, I guess, I guess like community like, um, I don't know what the word is, but it was there was no like, hey, yeah, how's your day or, you know, the other day. There was none of that. Mostly for the most part in chat when I was playing Darkest Dungeon was a lot of. Very technical. Yeah, I, I can see. It.
1: I mean, I think that Darkest Dungeon even has the draw of. I think we're we're coalescing on a cool idea here, and it's like, can we assign scores to games? So we, we've already talked about, um, you know, the the blind playability score. Right. Now we've got the the chat interaction score. Like, does the game give you a break to look at chat? Yeah. Um, and Darkest Dungeon also has the the Hearthstone attractor, which is. Um, it's, it's set up to move at a slow enough pace that people who are watching from home can ask the question, what would I have done in that situation yep. instead? Um, you know, when, when you have a finite when you only have four choices per character, mm-hmm. you make a lot of decisions about which of those four and everyone at home can think which one of those would I do? And if you're pausing on each, uh, action long enough for the chat delay to catch up, people might actually say, oh, you should really do this. You know, "Yeah, <laughs> you should really run away because you're going to die if you don't. Yeah. Um, um, so that's cool to think about games that, that let you do that because you can't really make that you know dark Souls is great but the game is too fast for you to, to wonder what would I have done differently there.
0: right and 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 there is no real like clear-cut answer you, you know you can actually somebody to come in and like you're using a great sword that weapons garbage this weapon is much better <laughs> and it's like because that's not really true in dark Souls right Yeah. Um, but like in Darkest Dungeon, it's like you're using these abilities on that character and you're bringing that character to this dungeon. That's just wrong. And for, for the most part, it pretty much is wrong. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there's, it's very hard to make the argument saying, actually, you know what? No, this, this, this will work. Sometimes there is some just flat out wrong things to do in Darkest Dungeon and you'll get punished mm-hmm. for it. Uh, you, you, you learn the hard way. Yeah. Um, but as far as like building up that community in chat as you're as you a streamer darkest dungeon is tough i i remember I remember seeing a streamer that was just bringing in like big like lots of people in chat very very quiet chat because everybody was just watching but as soon as this I saw the streamer go to another game significant drop and, and yeah and it's significant and even just for me like darkest dungeon was not. in its own little bubble is a great game to like just build up a community and stuff but if you go to some other game um even if it's remotely similar massive amounts of people will drop because i feel like for some reason about that game people that watch darkest dungeon streams for the most part really just want us to watch somebody play darkest dungeon there's other games like like i said with dark souls and fallout there was a lot of in between i had a lot of people that watched me it was hanging around for dark souls and hanging around for fallout because there was there were some similarities and and it's and it's odd kind of way between those two games there's a lot of things that are that like people like about dark souls games that they like about fallout games um so that was interesting. i think that to see.
1: souls probably deviates from the mean in that you know there's probably a, a wider range of interests people aren't necessarily just watching for souls but I, i'd still think that in general the majority of the twitch viewer base is they're they're t- attached to games and the games browser and not to specific personalities at yeah. least at our level as small streamers
0: yeah
1: um because i think in my my best case scenario i've maybe had you know if i've played a game that has had a really really active chat base that's just for that game i've maybe carried you know, one or two, we'll call them true fans, and that's mm-hmm. what Overboard Gaming calls them, the person who sticks around and watches you for every game you play. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so rare for me to be playing this surprise game that ups my concurrent viewers, viewers by like 150% and see all those people stick around. I might get like one or two people when I move on, almost regardless of the game. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely games, I think, that are more susceptible to that. Um, I wish I could get data on this. I, I would love to... To just be a fly on the wall in Twitch's database room for (laughs) a couple, a fly that can you know do queries, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Very intelligent fly. But I'd love to see though. um, My 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 anecdotal information is that when you play very niche games um, that almost never show up in the browser, that probably no one on Twitch is ever playing. If you do actually get a walk-in viewer from that, the likelihood of them sticking around seems to be way way higher than if you're playing a game that's in, like, the top 100 titles.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and I don't... I haven't figured out why that might be.
0: Like When people are going to browse around and they hit in a game that's at the very, very top, I feel like they are just... You, you, I'm trying to, like, put my mind in, in, in there. It's like... Or when I do it, it's like, okay, I'm more focused on seeing this particular game. Like... um uh, there's these top games at the top. They're very, very popular. Um, there's so many of the people playing it. I'm not going um, to... I'm You're not going to ne- settle. Not, yeah, I'm not necessarily <laughs> there to like have this interaction and stuff with viewers and chat. I just want to see this game. You know, I just want to watch mm-hmm. this very... But I feel like when people scroll down a bit, I feel like they're not only are they looking for a more obscure game, but I feel like there's something that goes hand-in-hand with personality wise was somebody that likes a very niche game and mm-hmm. wants to have like actual interactions with the streamer and the viewers in chat. Um, and I think you're hitting gold. You're, you're hitting on gold there that it's kind of a classic way you would interact with
1: someone in real life too, right? If you find out that someone is also into something that's kind of niche, if they're really into, I don't know, uh, Lovecraft. Yeah. Um, like that, informs you so much about them and opens up so much you can make some assumptions about what kind of person they are based on yeah, be, having this shared interest with you because
0: well I guess think of it like you know if you like something that's very very unique or, or not many people like it and you find somebody that also likes it that is a huge connection I mean you know friendships and all that kind of stuff it's all based on sh- on shared interest right so if you share if you have a shared interest with somebody about something that is like super super uh unique and niche like that then that's huge because it's like whoa somebody else likes this yeah all mm-hmm. right you know but if you know if you find somebody that also likes something that's super popular and that everybody else likes it's like yeah well you know you and a million other people you know it doesn't really you don't really have a much deeper one-to-one like connection there uh on like uh you know as far as you relating to the other person or whatever So maybe maybe that's what has something to do with it, you know. Absolutely, and that's why I guess some people, you know, encourage like if you're gonna if you want to stream and build up a community, don't play the big oversaturated games because well, one, Twitch's sorting system will put you at the very bottom where it's almost impossible to be seen, and two, it goes along with what we're just saying like you want to build up a group of a community uh, that are there for you know, you know, not just the game, right?
1: Yeah, I I think you're. That you're absolutely right. That I think the number one reason not to play a saturated game is that no one will ever find you. Like I think we can all agree, especially right. as small streamers, that game choice is by far the number one determinant of your success. Like you could be the greatest Hearthstone player in the universe and start streaming today and no one will ever find your channel. Yeah. You have amazing interaction, awesome sound effects, the overlay could be perfect, but no one will walk in because there's ten thousand other streamers that yep. they're gonna see first. Yeah. Um, but I think the idea that if you're playing a, a more unique game or an obscure game, you, what you're basically doing is you're you're letting viewers who come in skip about four or five hours of getting to know you first. If if you're playing something that they never see on Twitch, you know they know something about you now, and they don't have to spend those three or four critical hours of, of first tuning into your channel, figuring something out about your personality. Right. Um, and I think that's hugely beneficial that you i again I wish I could see stats on on walkouts because we we can certainly see walk-ins and we can do chatty logging to see things like uh joins and parts but it's really difficult to to make sense out of that madness and figure out okay so why is it that when these five people popped in during this part of the stream they left after just a couple minutes mm-hmm. you know knowing whether that increases with your game choice all that's it's Super intriguing. Yeah, I feel
0: like there's so, but there is so many factors that are in play Mm because it it could be, it, it, yeah, it could be anything but from what you're doing personality wise, what you're doing in the game, what they got going on in real life. You know, it's like there are so many, I I feel like that's almost so tremendously complicated that it's like impossible to, well, not impossible. I think you might be able to chart you could chart trends for
1: that at a super macro level if you're looking at every single streamer on Twitch mm-hmm. but there's no way you could do it for one person's individual channel because the your error bars would be too wide
0: so that that whole building up thing is important but what's also very challenging is that if if it's tough to not only find it that kind of game that's not super saturated but and but also a game that you you enjoy enough and a lot to play a lot you know what i mean i got lucky with like dark souls and darkest dungeon and fallout games because i also really enjoy playing them but uh my interests in two of those games uh are are pretty much you know zero now um you know and dark souls is the only thing that you know still holds my interest but even then that's not enough for me to like play all the time
1: That's interesting. It's the kind of thing that you you consume the game, right? Yeah. I've I've talked about a lot on my channel where people will say, since I'm trying to beat games, they're like, "Well, are you going to do all the DLC? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do that?" I'm like, "Well, it depends because, you know, as a as a person who's not streaming to Twitch, I'm a rabid completionist. I have to do everything in every game. But you you really can't get away with that with most games on Twitch because it it turns out that a lot of the things you have to do to 100% games are Brutally boring to watch. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I, and and yeah. C- yeah. certain games have extra content that's more interesting than others. So, like, the DLC of the Dark Souls games is amazing. It's com- totally new. Um, it, it's almost like just having a few extra levels in the game. Whereas there are other games where some of the side quests at the end are just more variants of, you know, collect 50 pig butts and turn mm-hmm. them in. Just stuff that's that's not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, that's It's like squeezing blood from a stone. Yeah. So you you get that yourself as the streamer when you've been playing a game long enough. So okay, you know I, I'm squeezing blood from a stone here. I'm not getting a lot of extra value. I've I've had all the fun that I can have with this game. Um, and then I think the same thing happens for viewers that you know the you you are a consumable resource as a streamer. If you are playing your Undertale blind playthrough, you get to do that once and then you can never do it again. Yeah. Um, because that's what they want to see. They want to see people who've never seen it before only.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, th- that's uh, yeah, that's the other thing about like um, when you say grinding for the achievements. I have done that once on stream for Dark Souls. I did the one hundred percent achievement thing where you get the Dark Soul achievement, and th- towards the end there was it-, it wasn't actually as bad as I thought. There was there was a part at the mm-hmm. end where I had to like farm some creatures to like yeah, to to get this one drop. Um, because otherwise, I have to like try to do PvP in a, in a covenant, and that was almost impossible because like hardly anybody is playing Dark Souls, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, online on PC at least. So, and it wasn't that bad, but Dark Souls three. I, 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 this is why I refuse to do Dark Souls three DLC uh, or uh, not DLC. Dark Souls three a hundred percent because. There are, some, there are some items you have to get all of certain items like rings and and stuff, mm-hmm. and that requires ranking up in covenants, and it gets incredibly uh. grindy. It's a very grindy, grindy thing, and um, I, I've heard horror stories about how horribly grindy it is, so it's something as much as I'd like to be able to do, I'm definitely not going to because, yeah – it, it's if, if you if you think it's going to be boring and to do, then it's probably going to be boring to watch. So that's that's a really good way to put it. I've had a lot of people tell me like, "Hey, man, you know, I've watched a speedrunner practice
1: a split for hours and hours on end, where they're getting to the same point and resetting, and it's it's fundamentally the content is very boring, but I love watching them do it." And I think that you you hit on it that it's that if it's going to be boring to you,
0: if you're going to be rolling your
1: eyes and looking at your watch the whole time you're doing it, it's not going to be fun for your viewers. Yeah,
0: so, yeah. Because I remember I remember watching some streamers like you know I, I love watching streamers like play very tough games and essentially bash their head on the wall until they till they get it. And I don't mind seeing them like over and over and over again trying to get this one boss or whatever. They're also they also got a very active chat and that's fun to interact with. And and they they themselves can be you know, are, are entertaining in itself. They're not just like quiet and then like getting frustrated and then trying it again. They're, they're being entertaining as well. So it's like, if you're going to do that, if you're going to do something like that, you need to, you need to have either, and this is kind of a, not going to really be the case. Cause we're talking about building up from a, a small streamer. You're not going to have like more than likely not going to have a super active chat, but right. what you need to have is your, you yourself be entertaining in some regard. and, and I don't mean and when, whenever entertaining, being an entertaining streamer gets brought up, all like you know, a lot of people think, oh, I'm supposed to be just like goofy and like you know, off the wall and got all these this crazy shit going. It's like, no, no. I mean, you gotta find entertaining is entertaining, and I guess this is like a whole other topic, like what it means to be entertaining. I mean, some some sort of draw like to, to people want to keep watching, right? So yeah. whether it's your humor. Whether, I mean, whatever it is, but it has to be, like, natural. It has to be you. And it's very tough to do that while you're, like, super frustrated with a game, you know?
1: Yeah, I think those grinding segments are a great test of how, how can you hold this together when you don't have the game as a crutch, right? Maybe that's another yeah. score you can assign to a game is... How interesting is this game as far as a source of conversation pieces? If it's a game where there's always something that's happening right now and you can talk about, like I think Darkest Dungeon is really one of those that there's always something you can be talking about the current turn, and that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. But if you are doing a game where grinding becomes necessary, suddenly the the onus is shifted entirely on you to just talk. Mm-hmm. Um, it no longer you. You can only talk about farming for Titanite shards for so long before yeah. you have to start talking about current events or news and gaming or about your personal life or something like something, that. Something, yeah, and it's
0: it's it's tough. It's very very tough to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I'd like to see if anyone has um, tips and tricks for that. I remember I was in. Um, I convinced my sister in law to try streaming. She's been doing a Pokemon Yellow line playthrough. Oh, cool. And she was feeling bad that every now and then you have to grind in that game it's not that bad but, you, know, you walk around in the tall grass for 20 minutes and you level up your Pokemon a little bit um, she's like I'm sorry I don't want you know, I do this off stream because it's really boring and someone else in the chat said no 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 when a streamer grinds that really lets you get to know them and I was like that's that's a cool idea that now you can ask you know you ask them questions about so what did you do this week um, and maybe that's really helpful is when you as you get bigger as a streamer when you when you're no longer talking to an empty room if you have uh, a wingman or a wingwoman in chat that can ask you questions to get you talking when they notice that you're being quiet for a while. That's super invaluable. Yes.
0: And and those, and yes, that is incredibly important. I, I've on like one time, and I think this was like, actually I've done one 24 hour stream in my life. Mm -hmm, And that's when fallout four came out. I I did a full and it got apart. It got to the point where, um, I was at, you you, you know, I'm talking about that, like where you're just kind of like tapped out, but like you're still awake. (laughs) I was saying, I was just saying some stream of consciousness stuff. Like I was just saying what, whatever just came to my head. And I remember like, I don't remember who, there was a couple people in chat and they're just, they thought it was hilarious because I was just like, (laughs) I would go up to something and I'll say, see it. And then I'll just say randomly, you know, whatever shit comes in my head about like, I don't know. I guess I was fighting super mutants or something. I don't even remember. Uh, I don't remember most of that stream, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I I started to say and it ended up being hilarious because I was just saying this random piecing together of 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 words, and it was. And it, I I didn't, I didn't I didn't intentionally do it to be entertaining. I did not even know it was. I mean, I don't even know what was going on. But apparently, <laughs> it was that uh, really hilarious. So, and and playing a game like, for example, if you're going to play like, let's say something that's very technical where you can constantly be talking about what you're going to be doing turn wise, turn-wise. That's cool. but what's also important is to what what you see pretend you're the viewer that's coming into that chat. If you come in, if you come into that chat and the streamer is talking mostly about what they're doing techn- technically with the game like tr- all that stuff, it, it feels like you would be interrupting them. If you were to say anything that was like shooting the shit wise with them, like, hey, so how's your day or whatever? So you almost feel hesitant to even have that like real interaction conversation going on a chat because this streamer is going on and on about something very technical and you don't want to feel like you're interrupting him. So if like if you're going to do that angle, I I feel like from my experience, what's also really good is to mix in like, okay, I'm going to talk about some really technical stuff, but then I'm going to kind of like hang back and lay off for a second and say yeah so you know what was blah 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 blah. and then yeah that sounds like that's something you have to be really mindful of
1: because it's it's easy to have the opposite of like okay i'm really tired so i'm accidentally having this really entertaining stream of consciousness stream where you're very alert and you're accidentally having this very boring ultra technical stream because you're not being mindful of the fact that you know I've kind of been babbling on about the turn by turn in this game for an hour now without talking about anything else, maybe I should let up um, right yeah. I don't know if you can do that with uh with notepad or just have something that snaps you out of it um, short of having you know like I said a, a wing person in chat that speaks up every now and then and is willing to break your stream of consciousness because I think that that's not something you're gonna get from a, a new person, a walk in. Yeah. Um, they're not going to be confident that it's okay to notice that you're kind of derailing <laughs> and yeah. snap you into something else. But if you've got a regular, that, even if you just talk to them, if you have a stream one day, you're like, hey, guys, you know, it's really helpful Is every now and then when you ask me, what did I do on Saturday? Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't seem like that's a big deal, but that means so much just to have a jumping off point and not sound like I'm coming out of nowhere with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you can, you can also do things. Like, I've seen some streamers, and this is also very... You know, this is also just, it, it's up to you, but have other people in voice chat with them. Um, but the thing is, with that, to keep you like talking in a conversation going, but the thing is, with that, you got to be careful because, again, same, same thing how you can get too absorbed in your technical talk about the game you're playing. Mm-hmm. If you're in voice chat with somebody, you might be so into the conversation you're having in voice chat with somebody while you're streaming that you almost ignore chat. And people in chat almost feel like they would be interrupting your conversation by talking. Mm -hmm. So it's like having that voice or having that chat interaction with somebody while streaming, but also making sure that you're still interacting with chat is also very difficult. And there are very few streamers out there that actually do that very well um, uh, without making chatters seem like they're, you know, interrupting the streamer or whatever.
1: I think the solution to that one is to make sure... So I, I've done this. I've played Final Fantasy XIV on stream. I'm, I'm trying to just play through the story on that one. And I didn't want to do that by myself since it's, so much of it involves like mandatory co-op. So I brought some friends in to do it with me, mm-hmm. and I was sure to set them up. Like, hey, you guys can be a Discord with me, but I would really appreciate it if you guys pulled up the Twitch chat and occasionally talked to people in Twitch chat as though you were co-hosts because that's, that's basically what you are when you're in chat. Right. Um, we're not just over here having a phone call on the side... It's all four of us now are, are streaming this game, and yeah, I'm the one that has the webcam and has the slightly louder microphone. But um, I think that that can that can bring it back. That people can feel like they're engaged in your conversation if the other people that you're talking to in Discord or Teamspeak or Hangouts or whatever are occasionally looking at chat and calling people out as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's very important. It's very tough to do. But yeah.
1: The idea is game choice is important, and what are what are like scores you could you know, hypothetically assigned to a game based on how, how good of a blind playthrough it is, how technical it is, how much room you have to chat. Oh, actually, let's bring it back to that. Um, having room to chat on a game, and that being a double-edged sword, so a game that's distri- that gives you distractions, moments where you're not having to control the, the character, um, cutscenes, just anything where you get a moment to look away um, mm-hmm. that, that isn't very intensive. Um, The reason I think that that's that's a double-edged sword is that when those sorts of games are very story-focused, it is very easy as a streamer to take the one important dialogue sequence or the one important cutscene sequence to look at chat and miss something really important. And I've had that really piss off some viewers, like, are you even paying attention to this game? I'm like, man, I've got three monitors going on over here. I'm looking at chat. I'm making sure my bitrate hasn't tanked, like... If I were playing this at home, I assure you, I would be 100% immersed. But, but trying to get people to get that, when you choose to stream a game, you are you are sacrificing some level of your immersion. You, you cannot be as immersed in the game as you would be if you were playing no. it at home offline.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. No, there's many things. There's many times where I, uh, I definitely would miss something. Um, and and what I and and what's really helped me, and I guess this is more of a technical thing. I have a cutscene scene, uh, in um, OBS where it's when during those cutscenes, everything is off, and literally the only thing you see is the game itself. You don't see me, you don't see anything else, and I feel like that helps, um, with not not only a focus on the scene, but it helps me like look around look at chat or draw the focus in on that particular cutscene. and I I guess what I'm getting at is like it helps me like as well focus in on what's going on um so I don't miss it or anything like that um that's really cool I might have to rip that off (laughs) yeah no I I I got it from an I I got it from another streamer I I love watching Uh Uh, he he does the same thing whenever there's a cutscene. It's like it's almost cinematic. Everything's off, but just that game, your webcam, and everything. And um, it helps me focus in on the cutscene. It lets everybody else know that I'm focusing on the cutscene. They focus in on it, and it 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 kind of just helps draw all that attention to it. Um, but something along the lines of not mine is cut scene, but like let's say fallout was a huge example with all the conversations you have with all these other NPCs and all, especially new Vegas where it got very complicated as far as like interactions between factions and this mm-hmm. and that there, there was a lot of stuff I missed. And there was many moments when I came to a point, I'm like, wait, who's this guy? And then somebody in chat was yeah. like, Oh, are, you kid- are you kidding you 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 did all this stuff with them earlier you know like a, a couple days ago or whatever i'm like oh my gosh i don't i don't remember any of that like i don't know who, who is this asshole that's like coming up to me and like talking to me and stuff like he knows me or whatever you know it's uh it's very very tough it's very very tough but i i i understand the frustration because the viewer likes watching not just the game itself but likes watching it's how, like you said, how you interact and respond to what's going on in the game, and how, and mm-hmm. you know, me personally, I lo- I really get into like the lore and the story and atmosphere and everything in the game, and a lot of my viewers like seeing that. Um So, if I think I, that makes it hurt more when you miss something, yeah, right? if it's you're, bad. If you're in the yeah. lore like
1: we are. You you feel bad. You're like, oh yeah. man, I should, really should have known. I think the fact that you're streaming it, no matter no matter how immersed you are, because you could say there's a spectrum of streamers that, you know, on on the top end, they're approaching 100% immersed in a game where maybe they don't even have a chat and they don't have a webcam. But I think that that's it, though, is that they're approaching 100% immersed, that the fact that you're live means that there's at least something that might draw your attention away from it. Whereas if you were sitting on the couch playing it, that wouldn't be a concern at all. So I think just promoting that awareness that, you know guys help me out if i if i miss something tell me that there's this cool thing in the story that just happened did you catch that or um that in dark souls that enemy dropped an item that has some really cool lore in the description maybe even though you haven't had the time to look at all the item descriptions you should read that specific item if you get them on their side and understand and empathize with you i think that helps a lot
0: so yeah like what i doing like what i because i'm i'm really stubborn and i don't like to like admit that i'm wrong about anything (laughs) so when i'm streaming and like something like let's say that example of this guy coming up and says something and i'm supposed to have known something i would uh, posing questions to chat even if you know the answer is really good at like getting people to interact with you so Mm. i i would pose it be like wait isn't that wait yeah so that guy blah 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 and i i could make i would make something up or have something kind of vaguely close to what that person it's you know what i mean like yeah yeah. enough enough to like lead chat on to like did then fill me in oh no no that guy was blah 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 Uh. So same same. That's a microcosm
1: of the internet idea that if you want to know the answer to something, don't ask for the answer. State the wrong answer. Right? Yeah, yeah. Be like, yay, hey,
0: that's the guy. Wait, yeah, right, right. Am I right about that? And then people will definitely tell you if you encourage, if you already encourage like this atmosphere in chat where people are like discussing lore and stuff like that. That that generally will happen very naturally. But what's very mm. very tough that you know is, and it's very important for me is you know avoiding spoilers. And have and making sure that people aren't being like really douchey backseat gamers. Um yeah. as well. That's what's also you gotta like walk that line. It's like so I make it very clear like no dis- like if I'm approach if I'm approaching um if I'm approaching like a boss, right? There is no mm-hmm. discussion lore wise or story wise about the boss itself or anything that has to do prior to that, you know what I mean? Until I yeah. got the boss down and I read the uh, item information, then I'm like, okay, you guys, you you guys got some theories or about what's going on with that, you know? And it, mm. that's generally pretty good. Um, if uh, so, yeah, um, and, and it's and it's kind of tough to to uh, it's kind of tough to police uh, spoilers, especially if you're playing a brand new game, and especially if you have mods that never played the game before because they don't really know whether right. something's a spoiler or not
1: right i get to avoid that by i even if i'm excited about a new game i tend to stay away from it just because of the saturation issue and that gives my viewers a chance to play the game themselves my mods play the game themselves and be ready to do things like clear chat um i think that would be let me write that down it'd be a super solid topic for another uh podcast entirely just how do you deal with spoilers yeah Um, especially as someone who plays games that are story heavy like that there's so many ways that can alienate viewers, it, ways that it can
0: include viewers oh, yeah. and get
1: people to work
0: other. Yeah, because I've had people just avoid chat because they were afraid that like somebody else might spoil something in chat. You know what I mean? Even though it's something <laughs> right. I, I, yeah, because like they were very serious. It was Dark Souls three actually because uh, I I couldn't help myself. I knew I should have waited to play it after it was released, mm-hmm. but I can't help myself. Same same thing with the DLC coming out. I'm I, I'm not going to wait. I, I I know it's not yeah. smart, but I, I got to. Um, but. Yeah, so there were people that avoid chat because they were not only, not just necessarily – they were past where I was at in the game. I remember this one person mm-hmm. said that, but he was afraid that, like, somebody else was going to come in and get something in that was, like, spoilery because they were that intense about being completely spoiler-free, and I respect that. A lot, absolutely, but that's yeah. You definitely had that, but like a whole other topic too to talk about is like the nuances or of backseat gaming in general. <laughs> like there are there backseat gaming. What defines backseat gaming is a broad spectrum of like criteria. Like it's just <laughs> there, and every streamer has their own definition of backseat gaming uh, and how much of it's allowed, whether it is or isn't, and and everything. But that's like a whole other. Yeah, and there's it's
1: always some, some very specific, like, oh, you can
0: tell me this, but don't tell me this, and if you tell me this, it's going to be frustrating.
1: Like Trying to navigate that as a viewer is so hard. Um, I, I, I think we can include that in, in this topic of, like, let's try to think of uh, different factors describing each game on Twitch. Maybe, like, uh, susceptibility to spoilers and backseating is another one, because I think there are some games that that doesn't really matter, like... I guess
0: kind of Darkest Dungeon, but I think
1: on the whole Darkest Dungeon, you're not really that worried since the the levels are randomly generated. They're not going to tell you, yeah, hey, there's a well, boss in the next room and this is how to fight it. There,
0: There is um, a main story that kind of gets wrapped up at the very end, the Darkest Dungeon itself, and there's like an ending that's very intense, like story-wise, that I haven't seen it because I haven't beat the game, but I heard that like mm-hmm. that can be very spoilery uh, or can yeah. be spoiled very easily, but that's literally it, like the very, very end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Is like the only thing that could really be spoiled as far as story. And then you have goes. a
1: game like Dark Souls where around every corner there is a spoiler or backseat problem. Like oh, it's yeah. not even just the bosses, but there could be a skeleton waiting around the next corner that would be really fun if you didn't know it was there and it knocked you off a cliff. That would be an amazing stream experience. So you don't want anyone to tell you that. So being aware of that and having
0: maybe more vigilant mods for games that you're more
1: worried about being spoilered, spoiled, I think is important.
0: Yeah. Um, and, I, and I guess it goes back to the whole building uh, uh, community is like how, how rules. So you would want to have rules to prevent those things. But like the more ex- specific and, and higher quantity of rules that you have, I feel, is a bit of a deterrent for people to mm-hmm. chat because they're almost too afraid to some might be too afraid to say anything because they're, it's like it's so it's so strict. But also at the same time, I feel like not many people read the rules in the info section, anyways. Absolutely not. No,
1: and it's it's a flaw. I think to be like, as, as I'm sure you know from reading the rules, but because <laughs> mm. no, no,
0: no one in your probably your mods haven't even read your rules. <laughs> I yeah yeah I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it at all. Um, but th- 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 I heard, and this is just a rumor. I heard that they're working on some sort of feature, and it's it's actually happened on some Twitch um uh events and stuff live stream on their channel where they they'll have like this little sticky post window thing that will show up at the top of the chat window that you could put whatever you want in it and it might be it might be a possibility to have like the rules shown right there and then the the viewer would have to like manually close the window and then but it wouldn't be a you know intrusive or anything it'd be like the very very top of chat window
1: that sounds amazing
0: that I all day over that I would, I would customize that for every
1: single game I play. I think I would say
0: like, it would be amazing. You could, yes, I, I, and that's a rumor I heard. I heard it like cropping up somewhere in some stream or something like Twitch was tw- testing out. Or something. So it's all rumors. That's nothing definite, but if something were like that to be implemented, that would be amazing for that because again, nobody really scrolls down and reads the info section at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, backseating. There, there's a whole there's a whole spectrum of backseating, and and what you consider backseating.
1: Well, we we can do that one with Kodiak. I bet he's got a lot to say on that one too. Maybe we can have that as our focus on the next episode. Backseating and spoilers, how you handle them, how other streamers handle them, and like what you can do as a viewer to <laughs> engage a new streamer for the first time and figure out what their policy is. Yeah. Once again, good talk. Uh, we'll have Galactic Kodiak back on here for the next episode. But have a good couple weeks, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye.